We're live on Modern Who's podcast with your boy Greg here for episode three. This is take three on the <laughs> opening, just for y'all. Hold up, before we really get into it, is your phone off? My phone is not. Y'all phone go? My yeah, phone off. My phone better be off. Only one person's had their phone go off while we've been live. Just put that right, let me let me put my uh, laptop on Do Not Disturb. Well, I'm not even on the Wi-Fi, so it don't matter. I should be straight. Um, but what up? What up? How y'all doing? Here for the third episode. I got TK in the building. I got Brian in the building. What's good? I got Keith on the mix. Before we get going, how y'all feeling? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. How you feeling? I'm good, man. It's a new mm-hmm. week. Keith, yeah, how we yeah. feeling? Keith's cool, guys. So here we go. We're going to open up. And I guess the first thing we're going to talk about, I guess, is just kind of like the hot things on the topic. Um, one of the things that kind of came up everywhere um, during the offseason was this idea of player autonomy, um, which pretty much talks about how players have this power to control where they play and when, even despite, you know, their contract. So I was kind of wondering wondering how do y'all feel about player autonomy um me personally i i like the idea of players having the freedom to like move around but as a fan of the game and especially if it happens to my team where my star player just ups and doesn't want to be there anymore right he has three years left on his contract yeah and now he could just like play however or manage his minutes like they did ad in new orleans it's kind of taken away from their entertainment aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm always generally a pro player. But this one, Steve Kerr, is making a point. I don't know how strong that point's going to actually hit the NBA, though. Right. So Steve kind of went out there on a limb. I guess somebody asked him on a podcast or somewhere. And he pretty much said, and I quote, where a guy is perfectly healthy and has a couple of years left on his deal and uh, says... I want to leave. That's a real problem. That's the league. That's something the league has to address and that the players have to be careful with. Um, I don't mind his comments. I mean, his comments are valid right. to an extent. The problem is nobody wants to hear Steve Kerr of all people complaining about it. Like he's the last person that should be complaining about this because in most people's eyes, he's the person that's benefited the most from it. Exactly. Whether that's true or not is a different discussion, but yeah, every, it's, it's like hearing the rich kid complain about something. Like you just don't want to hear it, right? So it, his point may be all the well. Like, okay, yeah, we agree, but you're not the guy allowed to say it. <laughs> Somebody else in the room, Alvin Gentry gets to say this, not you. So I mean, I I get where he's coming from because I I think it's kind of dangerous, especially when we're playing in the league where a lot of the players, um, are teaming up and they're kind of making their own way. Um, in terms of where they want to play and what Absolutely. system they want to be in and all that kind of stuff, which I don't have an issue with. The issue I have is you kind of put these other teams like a Sam Presti, um, like a Dale Demps, who is a GM of the Pelicans before. You put them in a bind because... Because you didn't do your job to begin with? Right. It's true as that may be. <laughs> it's true as that I may be. be real. Like, players don't leap. Very few players leave great situations. Like, you leave bad situations. Like, KD is the outlier. We have seen it happen more recently. Like with Kawhi, Kawhi left. Kawhi left a good situation. Okay. Now, granted, that did get kind of spurned exactly. due to the fact that 
the medical team weren't on the same page. However, that that one gets a little player, dicey. Players aren't getting, aren't giving that type of, I don't know, like faith, good faith in the organization, um, even when they're in good positions, like Kawhi. Kawhi I mean, hasn't. I mean, even when you think about it, though, like there's only been how many players that have really done that now? It's been Kawhi. I mean, you could say KD, but KD at least played out his contract. I mean, PG. PG, so that's two, and then 80, so three guys. It's just happened. And then realistically, like, we don't really include Russ because of what he's done. But, like, as soon as PG rocked, it was more so like, all right, get me out of here. Well, I mean, what was the other option? Like, I don't think OKC wanted to keep Russ at that point. It was Probably like, not, but nah. like it's what's just the, the point of keeping Russ around at that point? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I feel like they probably could have got a better deal out of Russ later on. I don't think so. I think they got. As, as best as we're going to get for Russ? Yeah. Declining 30-year-old athletic point guard. Oh, here he can't shoot. That, that's yeah, not the best you're going to get on that. Okay. Uh, All right. Sorry. Moving on. But, Sheesh. But, <laughs> just, hey, sorry. But, no, I mean, looking at that, after Steve Kerr's situation, after what he said, we had some words come from Kendrick Perkins on Twitter, and he felt the need to get into his bag on Steve Kerr's comments, which he said Steve Kerr got – a lot of nerve to talk about anything that's going on with any other organization. As if he's just ha- didn't have Kevin Durant join a 73-9 and nine team. By the way, Steve Kerr, Mark Jackson built that dynasty in Golden State. The nerve of him. Wow. Anybody else want to say he's wilding? Um, like, he's I'll, beyond wilding. I'll, 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 I'll start because I know when you go, you're probably going to go. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> Nah, Kendrick Perkins, his, I don't know, it just it sounds really crowded to me. And we all, I love Mark Jackson, I respect that, but I think that last statement isn't true. Like, Steve Kerr did implement a certain type of system yep. to help them flourish. We discussed this last time about uh him make, uh letting Draymond start over David Lee. Right. He is not like he just so happened to just, oh, I'm going to take over Mark Jackson's mob, put my name on this joint, turn it in. And I'm yeah. gonna say, hey, like, no, he actually brought something to that franchise. Kendrick Perkins, I don't know what he's heard about, but <laughs> it sounds like he's he's hurt. And that and that's the thing that bothers me about Perk, because he looks at a team and granted, he has a lot of I guess clout in a sense, because he do know a lot of these players. Yeah. So on an emotional level, maybe on even a mental level, he may have an understanding of players like Kevin Durant, Russ, because he's played with them. He's been around them. LeBron, Absolutely. he's been around them. Rondo, he he has a lot of insight. Right. So no, he definitely. he gets to pass on that. As soon as you start talking about the X's and O's of situations and how that situation was built with Mark Jackson is when I'm like, okay, you got to you gotta slow. You got to pump the brakes a little bit because that's not all the way true. Um, like you said, the system itself, we can look at a lot of the situation in terms of the way they played, and we could, they were a lot more effective, a lot more dangerous um, going into that season right after – Mark Jackson was uh, removed from the team. And granted, Mark Jackson was blackballed. I will agree with that because yeah. he, he alluded to that too. He was blackballed, but I don't think um, that has anything to do with how great of a job Steve Kerr has done with that team. And, yeah, so. Kendrick, Kendrick, it's okay to say somebody's doing a better job than the person you like. You like Mark Jackson. We all like Mark Jackson. Mark Jackson, he's a great guy, great coach. I honestly believe he should get another shot coaching in the NBA. Steve Kerr's a better coach than him. 
Like, there's no if and buts about that. Mark Jackson's the coach. The Warriors had a top 10 offense, top 10 defense. They were good. Steve Kerr made them legendary. Like, it's just that simple. They As soon as Steve Kerr took over, they became the number two offense in the NBA. Same exact roster almost. I think the only players they really added was Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa. And they become the number two offense in the NBA. That's coaching. That's all it is. It's coaching. Yeah. Steve Kerr invented an offense. Like, Steve Kerr does not get enough credit for inventing an offense. I know people like to say he stole aspects of it. That's what you do when you're a coach. Take it from a coach who does it all the time every summer. You steal things you like, you put it into your system, and you say, hey, let's see if this works. He took Phil Jackson's systems, Greg Popovich's systems, Princeton offense, and he said, hey, this is everything. I'm putting it in the system, and I'm going to magnify Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and I'm going to make this one of the greatest teams of all time. And granted, no one ever mentions the fact that Kevin Durant joined Golden State simply due to that. Absolutely. Like, exactly, exactly. He actually mentioned um, wanting to play with the freedom of it. Uh, I think back then we all took it more as a diss towards Russ. And it that's was. How, that's how it all okay. ballooned it that situation. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't want this to become the it was a, we hate Russ It wasn't show, just though. Russ. It was a Billy, it was yeah. Billy Donovan, Scotty. Yeah. It wasn't just Russ. Okay. Just saying, right. I don't right. want right. this. Right. This is not going to become the we hate Russ station. It was the OKC system in yeah, general with Russ at no. the head of it. But it, it was Russ. Um, <laughs> but he, he wanted the freedom of being able to play in that system uh, and uh, with those caliber of players, of course, but like specifically how Steve Kerr ran things. So, and I... I don't know. He doesn't get enough credit for that. So when you, I don't know, you bring up all that type of talk in terms of, you know, building a dynasty, that dynasty, granted, yes, those players were already drafted and Steve Kerr stepped on the scene and took that team to another level. I mean, it's easy to say you could do what he did um, watching it from, you know, well, a I mean, TV screen. Like, it's easy. Absolutely. I mean, most people can say that, but at the end of the day, being the person that has to do it is always the biggest is the biggest difference. Like, you got to understand, and we talked about this yesterday, like, there are certain coaches who build a team up and they get them to a certain spot, but they right. can't get them over the hill. Right. Like, there's plenty of coaches who have done that in history. No offense, Dwayne Casey, that was you. Like, you got <laughs> Toronto to the point and you couldn't get them past the next point, more so past LeBron. But, hey, is what it is. And then you bring in right. – the next guy, he reaps the benefits. And it doesn't mean that guy isn't a great coach. He is. He's better than you, obviously. Sheesh. Sheesh. Now, we could we could give – Dwayne Casey's a little bit more controversial because he didn't have Kawhi. I'll give you that. Yeah. And LeBron wasn't in the yeah. East. I'll give you that one. That, that's a little more controversial. That's a little more controversial. <laughs> but the concept still applies. Like, Dwayne Casey couldn't get him over the hump. You bring in somebody that can. Like, sorry. That's who Mark Jackson was. So, I – I don't disagree on that at all. I guess, but it's it's a dice in terms of autonomy and stuff like that. I get what Perk was trying to come from in terms of saying Steve Kerr isn't the guy to be making the comments. Um, but there are questions that need to be answered with that. Like, think about this. Okay, the Pelicans lose AD, right? Okay, they don't get the first pick. Yes, they did. Is yeah. is that situation a little more unforgivable in terms of how that goes down? I mean, I, like, aren't people just giving that situation a pass just because it's like we're looking at, oh, we got Zion and we got Zoe and we got B.I. Like, this, so this works out in our favor a whole lot more. So then it becomes this whole question of who gets the number one pick. Like, if it goes to New York, do you trade Anthony Davis for the number one pick? Like, 
my point is, I think New Orleans is going to get something out of a guard. I, I feel like the reason they waited was just to see how the NBA draft was going to shake out. They just wanted to see where everything was going to fall, see mm-hmm. where the chips fall, and then you make the best decision you can. So, to say, like I said, I think either way, they probably end up with Zion in some form or fashion. They trade him for number one pick. Mm-hmm. Now, I do think they got the best scenario possible. Like, you got the number one pick. You were able to trade Anthony Davis for a ton of players and a fourth, like, another pick. They got the best scenario possible. But I think they could have gotten a good package for him regardless. But this whole idea of, like, players, this is the NBA now. Right. Like, so you're not changing it. The cat's out of the bag. You're not changing it now. Right. And so, I guess the thing that's going to become more of a problem is contracts really maybe not holding a lot of weight outside of having to match them up. Well, what if to make trades? are doing, like, you know how there's certain trade kickers in a player's contract, right? Right. Like AD had one. Like, if he got traded, he gets four mil, blah, blah, blah. John Wall right. has John Wall one. has a sick right. one. Watch so, yeah. Why yeah, can't yeah, yeah. Shout out Rich Wall. Shout out Rich Wall. Yeah, but, like, maybe teams will start, like, if you really want these super maxes or whatever from them, if, like, all of them collectively start agreeing on this, yeah. it'll be a reverse trade kicker. So, you ask for a trade, you're going, you're, you're, your salary's going to get cut. By a certain percentage or something. Mm. So, like, just how... Good luck with that in the CBA. That's tough. Hey, that's... If it keeps getting crazy, like, who knows what's going to happen. I'm not saying that is, but, like, that could be one direction that they attempt yeah. to take. That's... It's con- contractual agreements like that. We're, that, that. we're looking at another lockout. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lockout. That's, that's a potential lockout. lockout. I can't see... Everybody's back in the The, the CBA's up in, what, like, another year or so, right? Like, that's I think it's two. Come back to it's two, two it's years? It's two. Because what? It's, oh, I haven't looked at it. I think it's two out. The CBA's up in... A, I know it's up in at least two years. Like, I don't know if it's a year or two years, but it's coming up. So, and the owners have already said, like, they're getting fed up with this whole thing. They're ready to discuss it. I wouldn't it. be surprised if something like that in mind or some preventative measure takes shape and form. My I mean, there's much you can't do. Like, and, and here's the thing that a lot of owners in these small markets don't understand, or I think a lot of teams or fans mm. don't understand. Yes, they want to play in the bigger markets. But they also want to play for competent leadership. Exactly. So... You can have a situation like Oklahoma City where you do have all the pieces and you have put together a program that works. But it doesn't, it doesn't win. It, it could have. If they if it didn't make a few mistakes down the line, it really comes down to two decisions that Sam Presti made or did not make. He didn't get rid of um, uh, Scott Brooks in time. Oh, yeah. And he should have never traded James Harden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are two big moves. If he got rid of Scott Brooks, he got in a coach that would be respected by Russ. And would listen, you know, kind of a hard, I mean, hard task, but there are guys out there that can do it. You know that guy? Uh, yeah. I, I, think, like, Doc I, him, yeah. I think Doc Rivers could be that guy. He, he seems like a, a voice that could be that Doc type Rivers of, couldn't get along with Rondo. Like. Yeah, but still. <laughs> I mean, I mean they, he they, had like two of the most hard-headed point guards under his tutelage, like. So that's fair, but it's about it's more so about competence, like because we can see like the Knicks worth the most what four point seven billion, billion yeah. like worth the most have nothing to show for outside of yeah. R J Barrett. They can't keep their head on their shoulders exactly, and they just sign like four power forwards for what <laughs> like shout so. out Julius Randle. <laughs> Knicks are my sleeper team. That's all I'm saying. Sleeper oh, team, so you're I'm, a I'm totally sleep, kidding. Sleeper I'm totally ten kidding. Team. I'm totally kidding. Man, I'm totally smoking. kidding. If the Knicks, they're my, they're my sleeper team at the bottom of the bracket. Do the Knicks finish twelfth again? I mean, not twelfth, uh, fifteen. No, Charlotte's again? gonna finish worse. Charlotte. Yeah, we've been. Charlotte's over gonna this, finish worse. So, Charlotte is horrible. So, so where, so where do the Knicks land? 
13, 14. 13, 14. That but, somewhere that range. But like, so 12 is a successful season for them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then the Knicks come like January. You're already here now, <laughs> Knicks. You finish 12th, you're something special. But, but yeah, so it's more so about competence because bad organizations anywhere don't get no love. And then the great ones just have to work a little bit harder due to that situation. Exactly. So I don't know. I think that's kind of the thing that we need to pay attention to more so than just saying, like, okay, they're just running off to these big markets. Because Kawhi could have easily just went to L.A., Lakers, and, and been done with it. in Toronto. Like. Exactly. Um, I don't think he did anything bad because the Clippers are a great run organization. A great. I um, think, personally, I think they've been ran greater than the Lakers in the last easily. couple of years. Absolutely. Easily. Absolutely. Um, Unfortunately. And, and then Toronto's a good organization. It's like the teams, the teams that are on the top are the ones that – Know what they're doing exactly, but those are the teams I believe that are like in it to actually win. Like some, like it's it's, it's still business. Basketball is business. There's yeah, a lot absolutely. of owners. There's a lot of owners who don't even like the sport. So exactly, well, like that's trying to. Well, I told you this is like some owners are really cool with barely making the playoffs, losing in the first round, and that's being it. Like they're just cool getting that extra little paycheck in the playoffs, and you're done. Some owners are cool with not making the playoffs, as long as they don't pay a luxury tax. Mm-hmm. They good. Like, I can't fault players for being in those situations going, yeah, this ain't for me. Yeah, I want to. I'm out. done with this. I want out. So, owners can sit here and be upset because their players leaving or they're demanding trades. You have understand, a basketball player's lifespan, if you're a star player, your career is anywhere from 12 to 15 years. Right. That's it. Right. That's all you got. I ain't got time for – my Seven ro- years. My rookie deal is five, what, four or five years. Uh-huh. And then the team option hits. And, and so you're in a situation for six to seven years. Really more than that. You talk about restricted free agency. Right. Because you can't leave. If your team signs you as a restricted free agent, People, they're going to match your contract. Yep. You ain't leaving. So you're stuck literally in one spot for eight to nine years, essentially. That My whole my idea was, or one of my ideas for the CBA would be get rid of restricted free agency. I think it would just save everybody time. If you can't prove to a dude he should be here after five years, yeah, what are you doing? Holding him hostage. You're holding him <laughs> hostage. Like, if you can't uh, prove to a dude after five years this is where you need to be and he wants to leave. Teams are kidnapping Rebuild kids. again. <laughs> but here's Just start the, over again. But here's the rebuttal. Here, here's, here's what the small market would say. They're not going to get a chance in terms of those five, that five Why years. Why not? Because they I say they you had start, to win a chip. You, they already got their eye on, like, okay, this I'm here – in Phoenix, okay, probably. That's Shout the best. That's Phoenix. the best example. The best Shout example. out Phoenix. Like, that's the best example. <laughs> I'm here in Phoenix. I'm you. You can sign whoever you want to sign. You can trade whoever you want to trade. Mm-hmm. Whatever case may be. I've already made up in my mind. I'm only here for a, a moment. Okay. Like, and that kind of that still sucks because my team doesn't improve. Like now, the player once again, my franchise is still going to be stuck. No matter what. Now, as, as basketball players. So, I never players. really get a chance to break the threshold. Now, as basketball players. Yeah. How many times have you gone in with the mindset of, yo, I really don't want to be here. This is a horrible situation. But as time goes on, if the team starts winning and the team kind of comes together, you ain't got no problem with it. you like, yo, this could work. You can change. Players change their mind all the time. You have to show them why, though. If, it's, if they come in and the situation sucks and it sucks for five more years, yeah. I was right in my thinking. I don't want to be here. Now, if I come in and after five years, we've progressed. You drafted maybe another stud after me, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, but you still haven't put anything else around us. If Phoenix had made the proper moves and put some players around them that made sense, 
Why wouldn't Devin Booker want to stay if you started prayer? They won 30 games last year, and then this year they won 45. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be like, all right, maybe. Not to say it's guaranteed, because nothing's a guarantee. Right. But, yo, y'all have shown me y'all at least know how to build a franchise, to build a team. That's all you got to show me. I don't know. And I think the issue also becomes you still players are making their own moves. That's true. So, for instance, you can have Devin Booker sitting and saying, like, you know what? 30 to 45, that's good and all, but my homeboy just called me. Cat just called me and said, I want to mm-hmm. go, let me go play in Minnesota. And, all right, get me out. And it is what it is. And don't trade me on nowhere else because I'm not going to resign with them. So, see, guess that's what? The player's power. Like, exactly. something like that is getting really ballooned to the pack, what was really like up there. And, like I said, I'm all for the players. I'm really happy that they can do this stuff. Right. I'm not so happy how frequently it happens. Yeah. I, I get know. it. Maybe I'm just like I'm. I'm reminiscing on old times when you saw teams just grind it out, grind it out. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. And then that's how, how, they how many earned teams it. won championships back then? Hey, exactly. But like I said, maybe it's just a reminiscing thing where it's like this is more so a new age thing where uh, the players just decide like, uh, nah, I'm out of here and I'm I don't have myself. Which I'm I don't have a problem with, with it. I don't have a problem with it at all, at all. But that's why I think it's happening frequently is because yeah. it's a new thing. I don't have a problem with it. I think player movement probably is the most exciting thing. Like this is why the NBA is above the NFL, um, because that's a big statement. Yeah, I, I said what popularity, I said. popularity, yeah. In America, that's a big statement. In America, I'm re- I'm willing to rock with it, especially with all the stuff that's been happening in football. The I'm willing to rock with that. it. Yeah, I, I know. I know the numbers may not line up, but yeah. I really think you got no numbers to back you up. On I think. One. I think. I think someone said it. They said attendance in the All Star game. Was lower than no the the viewership was way better at the All Star game than it was the Super Bowl. Was it people people oh, yeah. dislike that Super Bowl? You got show me some numbers on that. Lot. The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl halftime, or the oh, Pro Bowl? The, the, not, not, the Pro Bowl, that's on TV still. Yeah, Pro Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> the Pro Bowl's on TV still. That's sick. <laughs> the, what is the Pro Bowl nobody, supposed to be? Nobody has. That's ever supposed to be like the NFL All Star game. Not. Is that supposed to be like the All Star game? The All Star game got more views than the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe I've misspoken. Yeah, yeah. I'm not walking that. What was the last Super Bowl? Because I remember it was was trash. It was the Pats and um, the Rams and the Rams. Yeah, was that that the bad one? That was a really bad. I don't it even was, remember that I mean, one. It was more I, we it was watched more so it the game was horrible. Though. The game sucked. The game but sucked. People, horrible. people watched it. I guess it was on, but I wasn't watching it. So maybe that's I mean, what I'm I saying. I didn't care. For, like, I don't really, I'm not a football guy like that, so I didn't care, of course. What? Um, I mean, I'm not. If it ain't the Steelers, I don't really care. Shout out to Chargers since we talk, talk about our teams. I guess. <laughs> Each his own. That's why Melvin Gordon going to leave you. He had a way better season than y'all last season. Wow, that one season. Congratulations. We have how many Super Bowls? Hey, man, look. Want to start talking about quarterbacks? When was the last time you went to the Super Bowl? Talking about quarterbacks. My quarterback was never up for no felony. (laughs) All right, let's uh, (laughs) go. All right, so LeBron, right? (laughs) LeBron. Yeah, let's stay to basketball. This is is why football's ratings are going down so much. LeBron got um, some headlines, and kind of shockingly, he kind of got – was it Taco snubbed? Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Homeboy got snubbed low key. Um there was, I think I think it's kind of not one vote. Did he? Not one vote. Did he? All right, so for the people listening, um there was um 
There was uh, uh, voters. Was 20, yeah, it was 20 scouts. 20, uh, uh, or coaches. Executives. Yeah, it was executives. Executive, executive executives. scouts and coaches, I believe. Yeah. Um, executive scouts and coaches. There was 20 of them. And what, what was the split? It was 12 so, to? 12 Kawhi, 6 to Giannis, 2 to James. Okay, so out of 20. The fact that James none, was on that list disgusts surprising. me. Surprising. None gave it, it to LeBron. Me, but I understand if this list stays like this, if KD is healthy, because this is the list without and, KD. And that's what they said. They said if KD was healthy, KD a healthy, lot of the guys would admit it, he would have got the majority vote. But what I'm trying to say is I would understand this is the list if KD is healthy and they leave Brian out of it entirely. Right. Like, KD takes all of James' votes, so it's KD, Giannis, and uh, uh, Kawhi for the top three, and they said Brian is somewhere fourth to fifth, whatever. I'm not saying that's the right list. I would understand that list way more than KD being out and James gets the third spot in the NBA. James Harden. James Harden yeah, that, is the that, third best the player in the NBA. Me. James Harden. Me. I'm taking Steph over James. I'm, I'm taking Steph over James. So, I'm taking LeBron over so James. So who's your who's your three? If you had three guys to name, who's with your three? KD being out right now, with KD being out, who's your three? Bro, me personally, name off the top of my head. Me personally, probably no order: Kawhi, Giannis, Steph. My top three in the NBA right now: Kawhi, Giannis, Steph. You. I'm getting tired of people just disrespecting Brian Kawhi, Giannis. I'm sick of it, too. <laughs> Shout out Steph Curry. Babyface assassin. That boy's a killer. He's 30, he 30 now, though. He's 30. <laughs> he ain't babyface no yeah. more. You. That's the toddler oh, assassin. He dang. grew up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Got the beard going on. Um, dang. I, I go Giannis, Kawhi, um, Steph. In no order. Like, they flip-flop for me. Oh, no. Nah, mine was probably... You know what? Nah, I still, I still, I still take Steph over Giannis. I really love Giannis, but maybe it's because like Steph is one of my favorite players in the NBA. So I might be Kawhi, Steph, Giannis. So, so here's the thing that I have a problem with. It's not the fact that, it's not the fact that he didn't get majority vote. He LeBron, LeBron didn't get a vote, which I think not surprising is to me. that's sick. It's not surprising to me. So you and I guess my question is: Is this recency bias or? It's definitely re- or out, out of sight, out of mind type situation. Absolutely, it's definitely recently by. Understand, LeBron James has held his status as best player in the world almost solely based on his playoff performances. Yeah, he hasn't been the best player in the regular season in a really long time. Yeah, he's been taking care of his body though. Like, and he could be. And I don't fault yeah, him. He for could that. be, but he saves it for when it matters. Mm-hmm. And I don't fault him for that at all. It's, I mean, it's smart. He's getting right. older. He's preserving his body. Do what you got to do. But he he held that title purely based off his playoff performances. There was no playoff performances. Not that you, it's not that he lost in the first round. He didn't get there, so that means we didn't even see him. So are we? We're not even going to speak about. Now I'm not giving him this an excuse or whatever because people excuse LeBron a lot, but this is the first year he faced injury. That's fair, which makes sense. And it was what, 34. It was what thirty games. Yeah, it was thirty games. That's a good chunk of the season. It, was, it is not really. It's about 82 30, games. About 30, 30 games, 30, not that big. About 30, that's more than 30%. That's, that's like That's like 30, that's like 34% of the, uh, yeah. maybe more than that. It's almost, 30 out of. Almost half of the year. Yeah. And it's one thing when a regular player can see 30. But with LeBron not on the Lakers, that team missing him for 30 games makes it a lot because they got 50 games now without him. Okay, real quick, you guys. This is my roommate, yeah. Malik Bowden. Yeah, we got Malik in the building. He came through, you know what I mean? Um, I just, I, my bad. We, that's the intro. We're going to get better at having guests. Exactly. You know? <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're Southern. We still have manners, but they come late sometimes. <laughs> what's, good? what's good, everybody? Malik, uh, Shaman's roommate, just had to come through. Heard uh, some good talk was going on, and I walked in like what I heard. But um, 
as far as, yeah, the Lakers missing LeBron <clears throat> for 30 games with the talent that they had, it was going to be rough for them to handle. I feel like them 50 games and win enough to with LeBron missing 30, they still make the playoffs. I think LeBron missed too many games. I think he knew they weren't going to win a championship this year. And for his legacy, because you talk about his playoff performances, had he gone and lost in the first round, God forbid they're the eight. Right. They play Golden State first right. round. I don't think anybody would have held that against him, in all honesty. You know what? They didn't hold them against them. They, they never hold the Spurs series against them. I do get why it would be an issue, just because the whole thing was when he first got there was, and they were slated, I guess, before the season even started to be number two. Yeah, people were saying. Take. People were saying like conference they, top they four. They were top four. Yeah, teams. they were they were slating him like really high. So the fact Which that they, they were, were when he was healthy, exactly. Like they were in yeah. that range when he was healthy. So nice. I don't I don't know. I think I don't know. I think this is one of those years LeBron comes back and he actually shows up in the regular season. Oh, he's my he's gonna finish second in MVP voting. Yeah, only because he has a little bit more help than stuff. Like Steph is still my pick for MVP next season, but yeah, Bron is gonna have. A, he just averaged what was it twenty seven seven seven. And people yeah. and now. He's not top three in the world because James is. Um, yeah, he's gonna have a huge Disgusting. season, a huge season, and a huge postseason. That's now, what we gotta talk about. Now, what I will say is, there's a lot more pressure on LeBron this season than there's been in a really since long since 2011. Time. I don't since 2011. think so. I think this is the most is. pressure he's had. I, I don't think so. I think 2011. I think more of this leans on. Anthony Davis because of what everything happened. Oh uh, yeah, in that's, the a, that's a point. But this is bronze. This mm-hmm. is still bronze Lakers. And, well, and mind you, me being a Laker fan, um, Brian, I believe you're a Laker fan as of well. Of course, Sick. it's a, it's a certain type of level of expectation we have, and like shoulder carrying a little bit when it comes to like championships. Like we want, we want rings. And when Bron came there, if he's gonna have his name, uh, his number up in the rafters, Which if he's gonna I don't have think would happen. If he, who, wins, who he, will. if he wins, he will. If he if wins, he wins one. He getting one up there. Yeah, they'll yeah, put him up there. easy. Oh, easy. Just, just, just for this reason. Get two in a if he, no, if he gets one, and he resigns. Wait a minute. If he gets minute. one just ring and he reason. resigns, bro, because it, it, it'll almost be an ego play for the Lakers. We got it. Will, two Jerry West, Kobe's. Elgin Baylor, Kobe, Shaq, Magic, Worthy, and Bron. It's an ego play. What? That's toxic. It's toxic, but it's the truth. The Lakers will throw him up. If all he has to do is win one, one. and the Lakers will throw him up one. there saying he was here. I'm telling you, if he wins one, he gets LeBron there, he gets it late. Wow. If he, he wins one, bro, if he wins one and then resigns, he gets it for if sure. He, if, on he reti- time. if he retires a Laker and it's, wins one, he'll but get he one has up to. If he retires he a Laker and he doesn't mm. win one, his his number's not going up there. If he does not bring LA a championship, need to stop disrespecting the bean. And let it be known that Kobe Bryant is always has been and forever will be better than LeBron. Oh my God, this podcast like is so great, you guys. That's my roommate. If he you know what? If he doesn't bring a ring to LA, we can't call you the greatest player to ever touch a ball if you're not even the greatest person to oh, wear a jersey man. that somebody else wore. Oh, oh man. I don't know. Come on, man. I guess we're doing it, feels it today. So good. God it feels it. so good. I've been trying. No, we're not going to do it. So we're, we're, we're not going to do it. We're not going to go. We're not going to do up. it. Back up. You sure? Because I'm ready right now. <laughs> I've been trying I'm so ready. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do this as a Laker fan. As you know this, cuz, yeah. I'm a diehard Kobe fan. Diehard. Kobe's not better than LeBron. He's not. I love Kobe. If you ask me who do I want to play with, I'd rather take Kobe than LeBron all day. But when you ask me who's a better basketball player, 
LeBron. I'm sorry. We got to make this like a video thing, ah. too, because they got to see my face right now. I'm disgusted. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like, you are over there just saying anything right now. I'm not saying anything. It's I'm, like I love Kobe. I, I modeled my game after Kobe. Just sit there. You actually LeBron's did. Better. I see that a lot in your exactly. game. Exactly. Like, LeBron's <laughs> better, though. But he's not better than LeBron. What does Kobe do better than LeBron? You have to look at everything that goes on on the court. The look at the amount of skill and talent that it takes. Mind you, Bron's younger year, a lot of that high IQ, blah, blah, blah. He was just a freakish, like, a I totally nature. agree. I think Kobe's more skilled. He is more skilled. He's a better player. But LeBron dominates the game better. He's a better passer. He's a better decision maker. As much as I hate saying he almost plays with his team a little bit better, like, he's a better athlete. He's able to guard more positions. Kobe's a better scorer. When you, That's it. When That's you, it. But no. That's the, it. We have to talk about the argument on the defensive end on the floor as well. LeBron was better. LeBron was better than, what, nine-time first uh, uh, all-team Even Phil Jackson uh, said Kobe got that award because of the name. Tied for after Co- nine of them. Even Phil Jackson said it. Phil Jackson says a lot. Exactly. And he was saying a lot in New York. And, and you know what it was? It was Phil all Jackson's smoke. Phil Jackson's a little cuckoo, but I trust his opinion as a basketball player, as a basketball coach. Phil Jackson. And somebody that knows Kobe more than Phil anybody. Jackson at one point in time was responsible for the Knicks management. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I never said he was a good GM. I never said he was a good GM. In my mind, in my mind, never said he was a good GM. I look at Phil and I'm like, first time in my life I've really seen you manage basketball without Kobe or Mike on the floor. This is what you produce. So let's but he wasn't coaching. That but coaching and managing are two different things. And influence, but Those are two different things. Coaching and managing are two totally different that's, things. Yeah, definitely besides the point. But as far as Kobe and Braun, I feel like, yes, if you write down pros and cons to each player, definitely LeBron's list of pros, what he can do on the floor, definitely will probably be more lengthier than Kobe's. But I think when we look at just straight production on the floor, when we look back at who got it done when they were on the floor and, like, just less real bad moments like Kobe. Okay, there were some bad moments for Le- a lot of bad. There moments were some bad moments. I feel like there's more moments where it's just like you as the leader. You like I said, Kobe has no Dallas like moment in yes, his Phoenix. Phoenix. You talking about first round Phoenix? Yeah, not super mob. That's still not, not, bad. Not super mob 2011. That's uh, he like, really that's bad. as bad so, as losing so, to the so, Mavs so when comp- you were what so this we, is what we were, we're the seventh seed that year. So this is what, what we're was comparing. it two <laughs> seven and we had a, we was up with three one and then like yeah we blew it blase blase blah but we're okay. gonna say so that's worse what, than losing the championship when Braun so you teamed comparing. up with your mob. This is what, oh, that's what this we're, is what we're comparing. This is what you're essentially comparing. You're comparing LeBron having a complete meltdown, which I agree it was a whole moment he can never get that back. One of the greatest chokes of all time, complete meltdown against Dallas where he just didn't live up to the moment. To Kobe acting like a petulant child, deciding not to shoot the ball to prove to journalists that he has to. Like, I love Kobe, but Kobe literally decided I'm not gonna shoot the ball to prove a point when you could have went and won the game. Yeah, I got four yeah. more. Games. Like, if I went out on the court and did that with y'all, y'all be ready to fight me after the game. Factual. Like, I would have shot though. We good. I mean, whatever. But we like, won. we won. And Smush Parker <laughs> shot it, and they lost. No offense, Cuz. Oh, don't anyway. call me Smush. <laughs> <laughs> yo, sick. yo, yo. I'm leaving. I'm we need home. security in here. Somebody yo. call me Smush. We fight. <laughs> but real talk, that's what Kobe did. He acted like a petulant child and decided, I'm going to prove that. So, so that's that's score. worse than literally, mind you, you robbed. You I don't robbed. Know if it's I, worse, he, but he, it's. LeBron committed two robberies that series, okay? He robbed the city and the team of Miami Heat of a championship. And you know what he did? 
he did something even worse. He robbed his best friend of a finals MVP. And we're going to talk about a meltdown when you went in there to help Dwayne Wade get another one. He went another one Dwayne and get Wade. your first. But Wade backpacked you in the finals and you can outplay Jason Terry. I already said it was the great. I already said it was one of the greatest shows hey. of all time. I, I don't know no, that 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 uh, that that Suns uh, Lakers matchup is nowhere on that level. Nowhere in terms on of person personality, like nowhere on that level. And I, then after you lost, you know what Bronze had said? I think that was the post. So as, as a team, as a teammate, what would you feel better with? Wake up and be broke again. So as a teammate, better better what would you feel better with? LeBron melting down or your best player deciding, yo, I'm not even gonna try. I mean, it depends. If I'm like a meltdown is like, yo, we're gonna get in the gym. We're gonna work on this tomorrow. If I'm an actual teammate, then I might be uh, uh, upset about the meltdown. But if I'm Smush Parker, I'm gonna shut up because I'm the one who caused this. Kobe wasn't. It's you. You're not. That's what I'm saying. Braun did this on a mob that was supposed to be cohesive. You picked this. Those your demands. Y'all gotta go. Kobe didn't like anybody on that team, and the front office was not helping to anything by bringing in Smush Parker. Smush Parker. Are we talking about Kobe with Smush? I'm gonna have a meltdown talking about Smush, <laughs> and we're mad that he had a meltdown hey. in, the, in the playoffs of Game Seven when he we're not talking about three one. We're not talking about a meltdown. We're talking about literally decide. They could have won. I watched every game of that series. They could have won that they series. They could have won that series. And Kobe decided not to. And they could have won that he series. He literally made the decision. I'm not gonna they win. Go far in that playoffs. I like, said it could go far. They was gonna lose in the next round. They was gonna get blasted in the second round. But he could have won. Do you realize what that series would have done for Kobe's legacy to beat that Phoenix Suns team? They were the number one offense that year. They were number one offense. Steve, Steve Nash, Nash was coming Nash, off his two back-to-back MVPs. MVPs. Like, Kobe beating that team would have helped his legacy so much, and he literally just decided, I'm not saying no. that's a bad moment. That's a horrible moment. It's a, Whatever you call it, it's not on the same level of 20 as, uh, 2011. So that's just, the whole so argument. So, are we – is the conversation – like, Y'all like, seem to be having now is who Kobe, had the worst Kobe, moment. No, Kobe <laughs> in Game 7 was more like getting stabbed. Like, LeBron's 2011 was like LeBron's getting shot. Here's the two different injuries. Here's the problem. Kobe also gets that mythosis that we talked about last episode. And LeBron... He does. just retired like three years ago, though. But he still gets it. Still gets his it. Ho- his, his whole, identity, whole, this is not his whole identity is we built on the black them. mama being this super aggressive, So he wasn't silent anything. assassin. I just want to know, all, right, who, all who these things are falsities? true about him. All these things are true. Like, so I don't, how is that a mythosis? It's still myth because we have we don't see him play anymore. So now everything that is said on Twitter, everything that we see in real time about LeBron, we don't. We can't say about Kobe. We just talk about. We did all speak the, about that last we just time. Say, we just I say, think it was my point. Actually. It was in, in you. <laughs> but you I don't this. think there's a super mythosis on Kobe. I Why think is that's it really there? recent. There I is. Think it was, as a Kobe all fan, all the way to the very last is. game. So we just been mythicized. Back check that key. So we've been mythicized <laughs> this whole his whole career. Then because yeah, we were I saying do. this I the really whole time. Do. I really so, do believe that. So what we're agreeing on is that you can actually be mythicized. Keep fact checking that, Keith. And <laughs> <laughs> for when a, a player is actually playing, still. Yes, you can become a myth. You can become a living myth, a living legend. That's why they call it a living legend. But the thing about it is, I feel like if it was a myth, it's because if it was a myth, it would be because it happened. We in the room did not see it, for, but for some reason we heard about it. Right. Right. We didn't hear about it. We saw it. Absolutely. And the thing is, I feel like if you look at we talk about LeBron's longevity in the playoffs, right? Of Around the same time LeBron took Cleveland to the finals that first time, 07. He was like 22, 23. 22, extremely right. young. Kobe was doing the same thing in the finals. Of course, he wasn't the best player on the team. He played with one he of the most... Shaq. Do- he had Shaq. One of the most dominant players we've ever seen touch a ball. Credit to Shaq. 
But if you still look at the numbers that Kobe had in those finals, great. look it up. It was no backpacking. There was no backpacking. Uh, I first, told y'all, if it, if it was Superman, it the, was like the Superman second, and Batman. I look, the, fir- the first one's debatable. He put up decent numbers, but it wasn't great numbers by any stretch. But the, he, the next he two, he put up really amazing numbers. And he was, was, he was what, 22? Yeah. What, once again, I'm not – understand something. I love Kobe. I really do. Y'all look at me with side yeah, where, where's Greg the button? can vouch on me. Where, where I've stuck up go. for Kobe B-U-T. on so many. Right. I'm actually the, like, the least person. I think I like Kobe the least in this room. I, I love think. Kobe. But Kobe myth, and I feel like Kobe kind of suffers from the same thing that a lot of NBA players suffer from. I put Russell Westbrook in this category. I put a couple other players in this category where it's like they play. Uh, <laughs> Mythicize is a word. Mythicize keeps fact-checked it. So that's how you know that well, I was right about Kobe. You were making some great points until I saw mythicize. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I feel like Kobe suffered from the thing where we look at players, and because they play angry, we love them. Russell Westbrook falls in this category where he plays with this no, anger he and this ferocity. We love, we love the intensity of it, but we loved it with Kobe because it was just more like productive. Well, Russ is like a whole lot of numbers, but, my, but it's not really doing anything. But my point is, anything. Russell Westbrook, like people that stick up for Russell Westbrook, they stick up because they're like, he plays super hard and he does everything. We know, at 100%. He goes hard. And we said the same it's thing about line, Kobe. No, it's a line. Russ looks like sometimes it's a tantrum rather than controlled anger. But Kobe looked like that for a long time. Kobe looked like that. Them years Shaq wasn't there, it was like Kobe's just going. Yeah, because he played with Smush Parker. Okay, and that's fair. Russ had how many Hall of Famers come through his land? My point, my point is this: that's Kobe's myth. It's his entire legacy of being this super aggressive alpha male, always take the, the last the, the, shot. That's who he is, but and it, we love him for it. But it also is one of his biggest flaws. It's one of his biggest flaws because he was never super efficient. As much as I love him, he was never a super efficient player. He never really was a great playmaker. He could have been, but he chose not to be. He chose not to be. He made shots more difficult than they need to be. I said that his whole career. He's the greatest tough shot maker in NBA history, without a doubt. But he made shots tougher than they need to be. He could have gotten to the basket a lot more, but he wanted to prove he could make any shot that he possibly could. So he always took 20-foot fadeaways when he didn't need to. In his defense, we w- okay, we could critique Kobe's game like that. From a standpoint of, yes, he was that extreme tough shot maker. Did he take maybe the easiest shot every time? No. But you have to give the man credit for the work that he put into his game because he is the closest thing we've seen to Jordan Absolutely. since him. He's and, a top ten player. And that, and this is why. God dang, we're doing. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, Brian tried to sneak so, that in. He's not Pope. top ten. He's top three, and he's not three, and he's not two. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, we're, we're really about to do this. He's top man. ten. Like I, I, I respect Kobe so much. Man, your list is trash. Took, Everybody's list is, if he's not in your took, top three, it's a it trash It took the list. 81 to prove it to me that I needed to show Kobe all the respect in the world. It it really took that it game took for me. It took 81 to show you that. It took 81. I'm not, not going to lie. Greg hated, that, Kobe. No. Greg, I did not, Greg hated Kobe I, for a slander. long time. I chose to hate Kobe just to be contradictory. Like, I really did. I think you hated Kobe because I front. loved Kobe so much. See, I almost I brought up like AP history class and told everybody <laughs> your political uh, favoring. <laughs> but I'm just going to leave that because, you know, they always tell us, you know, you know, stick to basketball, shut up and dribble. We're not supposed to <laughs> we're not supposed to actually talk about politics on air. But just to be contradictory, I was like, Kobe isn't all that great until the 81. Here's the here's the problem I have with the conversation between Kobe, Jordan and LeBron. He's the closest thing, but he ain't Jordan. LeBron is his own player. He, we can't 
honest to God, we can't put him in any other lane. We can admittedly say Kobe is Jordan esque. Two point Not even two point oh, because that means he's better. That's true. He's not better. He's not. He's not. I'm sorry. He's not. Can't wait till we get these cameras up, yo. Man, <laughs> like I'm, he's not he's better not. than Jordan. He's not, he's not better okay. than Jordan. It's oh, like it's okay. So, even Kobe at this he point knows he's not better than Jordan. He'll never say time. it, but he knows. Top like two, and he's not too. Sorry. So either we gonna waste a whole lot of time. With that being said, doing it today. With that being listen said, to your falsities. I feel like there's more pressure on LeBron this season than Since almost any player in the yeah. Since and almost any player in the NBA. So, so he has the most pressure in the league? I think so. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Over the Clips? Yes, yeah. yes. Because Kawhi's fresh off winning one. He doesn't. He has two, two finals MVP, both of them in uh, the different conferences. He's so gravy. Here's, here's the funny so thing. The, so the Clips, have, the Clips have less pressure. I think yeah. Clippers, if the Clippers mess up this year, Paul George gets hurt, Kawhi misses 30 games, and they don't make the playoffs, everybody will do this. It's the Clippers. If the Lakers don't make the playoffs again with LeBron and AD, oh, somebody has hell to pay. I can't wait for that 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 Stephen A. Smith rant that's gonna happen if that ever happens. Or it's Skip Bayless. Oh God, he's gonna be able to talk about Bron that way. If LeBron doesn't make the playoffs this year, they'll make the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. There's almost no way they can't. But if they did it on this weird chance that everything went wrong and they did it, LeBron's legacy is taking the worst hit. It's bad enough you came out. Like I said, everybody always said, you're only one in the East. You only have one in the East. Okay, you came to the West. We give you the first year. You got hurt. Had young talent. You didn't make playoffs. Okay. You got AD now. Okay. You got veterans now. I, we had this discussion when LeBron came to the Lakers. I said, the team that the Lakers had will not be the team they walk into next season. True They're going to get rid of everybody. And I said it from the job. I said, Luke Walton's getting fired. I said, the whole team is going to probably get traded. And here we are. LeBron has the team he wants. You better make the playoffs at least. You got to make the Western Conference Finals at least. Thank you. I'm just, I was trying to figure that out. What is the <clears throat> what's the ceiling? What is the consistent like standard for the Lakers need to do this bare minimum? Western Conference Finals minimum. And I, I want it got to go six. You can't get swept. Western Conference Finals. You got to at least make it go six. And if you lose, it's because Kawhi is just that real. I don't know. The West is so wild. Like and that's I can, true. I can honestly look at it and be like, you know what? The Jazz could sneak something through. This, if they lost, <laughs> Clay Thompson comes back healthy. If they lost in the, <laughs> the second Warriors round, always to, smack somebody to a up. team, say AD, something happens, he has to sit out for maybe a game or two or something. Something happens. Hey. Like, I could look at this situation, I could be like, you know what? Them yeah. losing in the second round makes sense. I'm not, I can't hold that to him. All I'm saying is, every time Draymond's been matched up against AD, he's giving them the business. So, if they run into the Warriors with a healthy Klay Thompson and D'Angelo Russell fits in. Shout out D'Angelo Russell. I just want to know. I stand him since high school. State. That's my guy. Yeah, Steph That's Curry is coming for heads this year. I don't care if nobody Steph does. Curry, MVP, 2020. All right. 500 threes. <laughs> so, I guess, talking about LeBron... Talk about player autonomy. I guess the next thing is, I guess, going staying on that player power control thing. Um, NBA stars have been dropping out of the FIBA World Championships, left uh, and right. Yeah, left um, and right. As of now, I have Anthony Davis, <laughs> Clay, James, Dame, DeMar, Brad, CJ McCollum, Eric Gordon, Zion, and as of now, there could be somebody else who tweeted said they're not playing. We, we honestly don't know. It's always somebody new. Um, Big deal or no deal? Um, 
not a huge deal. Yeah, it's not deal. the Olympics. Medium deal. Um. So yeah, not a huge deal. It is concerning, but hey, yo, call Mello. <laughs> Stop. Don't call, call, don't call, call Swag P. As, as, much, <laughs> as much fun as that would be, please don't call Mello. Um. I think I think this is. I'm not gonna say this is an issue in terms of this year. I think this is a problem looking into the future for USA basketball. Simply because I think you, we talked about it. I think we all talked about it at one point. Um, other countries are trying to sneak up, and oh, they ain't sneaking. They so, come. and I, what Canada? I, Canada, I think, is a real threat. But that's just me personally. Ain't nobody scared of them Canadians. Nobody. Right. Let's you say that. But I see what you're. You see what I'm, you see what I'm getting at, though. Roster, there ain't no NBA players on that team. I see the track you're on for sure. As far as I feel like. With the way the guys are declining these invites, I hope we're not on another track for a 04 Olympics somewhere down the road. Because guys are taking it, you know, so lackadaisical. But right. I think still today, there's not a country that can beat us. I, and right now, I, I agree. I agree. But here's the problem. You have, you're putting in this system where they have to show up to camp, what, once or something like that? Something like once every mm-hmm. two before um, the the Olympics, mm-hmm. so they have to be there. Guys are declining these invites, and these are the best players, and not even the best players. Zion hasn't played a game of NBA basketball yet at all. Um, he played nine minutes of a summer league. He hasn't touched an NBA court yet. He's already declining. This is an issue going forward in terms of how guys think it's impactful to their legacy and to the country. Um, not understanding that 1992 was the biggest thing to happen for the NBA. And that that Olympics was the biggest thing to happen. So if you keep letting our top talent not go, we're going to see not only countries sneak up and win these Olympics, but also we're going to see a lot of players, I guess, losing out on the opportunity to build their brain. But how how do we get them to... To commit to it, like this isn't—it's not like it's you a don't. contractual you thing. You can't. You can't, and that's the problem. Because say LeBron calls up and says, "I want to play in the Olympics," and he hasn't been to any of the FIBA. You gonna tell him no? Of that's not. the problem. Of course not. <laughs> that's the problem. You—I don't know. It's so like, I feel like we're kind of we're overreacting a little bit to this whole thing that's playing out. First thing we gotta understand: the reason a lot of players are dropping out this year is because. For I think one of the first times in a long time, FIBA and the Olympics are like back-to-back years. So right. that kind of throws the scheduling off a little bit. Also, they moved the FIBA um, schedule, so now it's like two weeks before training camp of NBA of the NBA starts. So players are like, dang, I'm going to have to go to FIBA, then I'm going to have to come right back, go to training camp. Mm-hmm. Like the scheduling is just weird for a lot of players now. And then to top it all off, you have a ton of players that have just switched teams. So they're trying to move into their new spots. They're trying to get their housing straight. They're trying right. to get settled wherever they are. Yeah, so, Anthony Davis said, I'm playing to focus on L.A. Uh, Brad Bill said he's playing because he has a child on the way. He said he's going to be home for his child to be birthed. No um, pain in that game. I think C.J. and Dame said the same thing. They just want to focus on Portland. Like Now, I'm just going to throw another thing out there. This is something I've heard from a couple people. A lot of players. Um, you heard from you, so you got sources. Sources. This man, you Steve, Brian A. Smith. <laughs> 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 okay. Just some things I've heard. All right, I'm listening. I'm listening. People I've talked to. A lot of players are kind of just unhappy about the political situation here. Ah. So it's like, how so, you feel about representing your country? 
when the country's not treating you. Mm. So, I mean, it's just something to throw out. Like I said, I don't think that's the main overarching factor, but I think it is something that plays a factor. Like, okay. it takes away a little bit of that um extra get up in your step. Like, yeah, I don't really want to represent that guy. I think a way to make a good divide as far as who will play and who won't play depending on the year between world championships, Olympic qualifiers, Olympics, make events like these just for like 24 and under. I mean, that's been proposed. Like, they've been talking about that. Just make these years 24 and under. If it's, like, a serious event, like, maybe, like, year of Olympic qualifiers where it matters. Right. Bron, you have to at least be there. Take the other years off. That can be for Donovan. That can be for D-Book. You know, it can Mm -hmm. be for guys like that. Just show up this one year. We'll see you at the Olympics. I can go. I mean, that's something that I think they've talked about. Like, they've talked about making this. I think they even talked about making it just college kids again. Like, making FIBA just college kids again and then making the Olympics professionals. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to that because I don't think anybody in America really cares about FIBA. Like, it's cool, but, I mean, we don't really care. It's something else to brag about. I mean, we'll watch it. Yeah. I mean, basketball people watch, but yeah. it ain't going to get major ratings here. So, we ain't going to care about FIBA. Now, the Olympics, yeah, we want that gold, and that's the only thing we really care about. So, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, just to quickly read out um, the training camp invites for Team USA right now because it gets a little hilarious when you just read it out loud. I think Chris Middleton's on there. Um, you got Jalen Brown, who just got invited. Montrez Harrell just got invited. Mason Plumley just got invited. <laughs> Whoa, what is happening? <laughs> Julius Randle, Marcus Smart, Thaddeus Young, <laughs> Harrison Barnes, Andre Drummond, Kyle Kuzma. This is so underwhelming. <laughs> Yeah. Brooke Lopez, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, PJ Tucker, Miles Turner, Kimba Walker. That, so Kimba's the best Kimba's the best player. I was about to say Chris was until Kimba's name came Chris. Up. Chris Middleton was the best player until he said Kimba. Yeah. Jason like, Tatum. Jason Tatum is better than Chris Middleton. And so is Donovan Mitchell. You know Chris Middleton Miles Turner low key is a baller. <laughs> but yeah, yo, Chris Middleton, Hold he up. got a he. He's another person who got a match. Two way. The market, the market demanded guy. it. Like, oh, you got to make Giannis happy. He's probably the best available player that's going to be, like, willing yeah. to come to, to, to Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, the fact that. He had, he, it was like, he named his price, basically. There's, and there's also a, a story going around that Indiana uh, asked to meet with him, and he didn't even accept the meeting. I wouldn't want to be in Indiana. You know what Spike Lee said about Indiana? In Indiana, like, how big of a difference is that? It's a big difference when you're black. Your best player is Giannis in Milwaukee. Your best player is Victor in Indiana. That's the difference. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about the (laughs) actual Y'all want basketball. Okay. That's your difference right there. I was just talking about the market. I I was thinking about lifestyle, like the actual city. (laughs) I was was like, yo, Indiana's. Chris Middleton is a spot-up shooter. I'm thinking about the guy that can get me the most open looks. Give me the ring. My bad, y'all. I forgot we was. Yeah, he got to draw his double team. He's trying to be an all-star again. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> do what you got to do. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I don't know. I guess I get, y'all saying it's not that big of a deal, looking into FIBA and whatever. So. I mean, I still think we're going to be the best mob, like, regardless of what's going to happen. In terms of Olympics, yeah. I, don't, I mean, so, not even in FIBA. But do y'all think? I think this lineup we have might win it all. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Man, Canada ain't no joke. I, I've been a. Wiggins, those yeah. guys are our age. So yeah, I mean, we had we paid attention to Wiggins when he came out. We paid attention to Barrett when he started to come up. 
There was another kid point guard. I think Mike Cabongo. I yeah, was a huge yeah. fan of him. There's a little yeah, league of guys like, hurt. yeah, that came through that were Canadian. I mean, they well, got I mean, they're still coming. That's the point. Like th- exactly. this is my point. Canada is becoming a basketball power, and right? It's being and it's kinda, because they're integrating in with the AAU yeah. system exactly. And I see that a lot. Um, so this is can just like just throwing it out. This is Canada's projected starting five. It's Jamal Murray, Shea Gillis Alexander, Andrew Wiggins, Tristan Thompson, Kelly Olynyk. Now, once again, when you say those names out loud, it's not like this overwhelming abundance of talent. Right. But it probably be the first time, maybe ever, where you've run into a lineup that's literally five NBA starters. Yep. And my point to you was when we were talking about, like, is the world catching up? My whole point is, unlike football, maybe even soccer to an extent, basketball can be dominated by one guy. So all it takes is one legit superstar to come Shout from another Luka country. In a couple of years. So my point was this. Luca in a couple of years is going to be flirting with goals. So this is my right. point. This, no. is what, this is what I told him. If Luca wasn't from Slovenia, where he has no real help, yeah. if he played if for he Canada. If he was Canadian, Canadian Luca, Canadian Bacon, oh my gosh. <laughs> the nicknames that could come from this. Yo, he would actually, he, he might flirt with a gold. So that's my point. If you put Luca on this Canada team four years from now, 2024, he's in his prime. All these guys are young. They're going to be in their prime. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, Could they not beat the United years? States one time? You, you ain't got to beat them Catch in a them series. Too. The year you don't got to beat them in a like, series. Like I said, I don't think anybody could ever beat us in a seven-game series. But one, one game, game, one day, if you have the best player on the floor, you have a chance. Ooh. That's my point. Or if it's 0-4. <laughs> 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 so that's my, that's my only point. So And that's kind of the thing I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for that one superstar that's from another country that comes to the NBA and is a top-five player. Now, do you think – we're looking at a league where the top five NBA players and the majority of them are from outside of the country. Are we are we close on that too? Um, we kind of are. Like, cause the, I mean, because the, the all top the major, three, all the, the top major three awards went to, to foreigners. Exactly. Like MVP, Rico defensive Bear, player of the year. Um, um, it was something else that went somewhere too. So let's let's project. Uh, tick, uh, most improved player went to. Uh, I mean, Kawhi's what twenty eight right now. Yeah, Kawhi's, Kawhi's twenty eight. So I mean, so let's just so do, we projected five years from now. Right. Top. Ten players or five players in the NBA. In the NBA, you're looking three at three of them might be foreign. Exactly, right? Luca, Giannis. Who knows what Chris Stapp's gonna look like Porzingis when he comes back? Might, yeah, Porzingis um, might be up there. I mean, Ben Simmons from Australia. Ben Simmons from Australia. Like, oh, yeah, I don't really call like count the off-brand USA. Like, <laughs> <laughs> technically, he can't play for US. He plays for Australia. So you're right. I'm gonna put him in that category. Yeah, I guess. But so, but yeah, off-brand USA. So countries. yeah, there's a good chance like a lot of the top players in the NBA are not from the United States. No, nah, that's a good point. So, I don't know. That's why I say, are it, I guess the next question, do you think they're closing the gap? Do you think the world is closing the gap? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, they will have to because the gap was so large. It was huge. So, it was like, only one way to go. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> but if you're at the floor, then like, if you get a little better, yeah, you close the gap. But they did close the gap in a, in a in a respectful way where it's like okay now you guys are actually challenging. Well, it goes back to what you said, like I said with that nineteen ninety with the Dream Team ninety nine two, like that team introduced basketball to the world. Exactly. Like basketball was not a global game at that point. It was starting to become one, and then people saw the Dream Team and was like, oh, right, that's what basketball is. Like there are players even still to this day come out talking about the first time I started playing basketball is after I saw the Dream Team. Like, there was a whole generation of that. And now it's expanded even further. Basketball overseas is legit now. 
Like, Luca has been playing professionally since he was, what? 16. I thought it was longer than that. Really? I thought he'd been playing professionally since he was, like, 14, 15. Yikes. Like, that's what they do over there. So, it's not surprising. This gap is going to continue to close. Now, will it ever fully catch us? Probably not just because we have the overabundance of talent. Like, we just have more players playing the game. Like I said, their um, players are still being split between soccer and other sports. Basketball players over here are basketball players. Ball is life. It's what we do here. Man, um, real quick, we got to come to an agreement. We can't be shouting out a whole lot of people. We need to pay for no advertisement right now. Because <laughs> um, I know I didn't shout them out. out in advance so they cut that check. <laughs> really? Yeah, though. I guess. I mean, um, all I said, ball is life is a phrase. Shout out really ball is life, though. Like, cut shout the out check. Ball is life. Yeah, do something. Like, <laughs> we could use, like, something. Like, mic stand, something. Like, <laughs> no new table, something. Like, <laughs> we trying, dog. <laughs> yeah, but wow. somebody please cut a check. No, I don't know. I think I think we're looking at a situation where we're going to see a lot of players coming over and it's going to be a lot more Lucas, a lot more Chris Stapps, and we're going to be looking at an NBA where not to mention the NBA has be, has changed their play styles to be more international. Exactly. So, I think we'll be looking at NBA where we're looking at the top 5, top 10 players and maybe two of them are Americans maybe. Are we ever going to get to the point where the best absolute best player in the world, we're not is, far away is, from it. Is a foreigner. It's, it's, I mean, it's, Giannis is one jump shot away from that. That's it. <laughs> like he's literally one jump he, shot away from being the best player in the world, hands down. Luca, I don't care if nobody say. I don't know how high y'all. Are hey, Luka. I, I said he would have went number one didn't last I say year. It? I walked in here like right after one big game. I think he hit that shot, and I'm like, yo, it, yeah. he's he's white James Harden. Like, yeah, this yeah, man actually, is a that problem. was that was that yeah. was his description. Luca white could James easily Harden. be in five to six years the best player in basketball. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Uh, I don't. I don't. Wouldn't surprise. I don't think I like this. I don't know. Would that make me a foreignist or something? I don't know. Um, I would really. I don't know. Now I just feel like, just as an American, that makes me scared. I guess we go back to the Olympics and we say like one player could really like dominate a game. That's basketball. So if yeah. you have the best player on the floor, regardless of the team, regardless of the situation, you can. Manu Ginobili was the best player on the floor when they beat him. Like, yep. He was. He Ooh, played. Shout out Manu. Manu. Shout out Manu. The man was. A that's Harden. a Euro step, James. Harden before Harden. Oh, <laughs> the European heart. So is 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 James Harden just like the American Manu? He watched. He watched him. He's the black version. He watched him. <laughs> he a little, more game. a little more sauce in his game. I think the jump shot. Pretty equal in yeah. terms of consistency. Yeah. Um, if you if you match up their primes, I, I mean, somebody. I don't know Manu, who got the Manu just got stuck playing with Tim Duncan and Tony Parker. He right. Really he got had, to be the number one option nowhere. Right. And I don't think he may have ever been a one, but I always did, especially in the mid-2000s when they were winning championships, I definitely thought how much of an impact would he have had he got the opportunity to help another team, just in a hypothetical situation. Right. He was a talented player. Like It was not like oh, he was just a role player. There was times. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, there's times in the midst of that dynasty, he's taking the last shots in these games. Yep. Like, the Spurs, that dynasty, there's each a point in time when all three of those dudes that were there the longest, Tim, Manu, Tony, that they really willed a team at some point in time to a chip. Yep. Tim, early on, in the early 2000s. Tony got a finals MVP mm-hmm. in 07. Tony Parker is so overrated. Oh, oh gosh, you see I what I mean? Underrated. Tony I was Parker un- was I'm, overrated. Yeah, I'm Whoa, 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 whoa. Underrated. Whoa. So everybody was it was just too <laughs> chill for too long. That's what you're telling me before you had to say that. Wow. Tony Parker is overrated. Tell us how you really feel. Wow. 
sorry. Wait, who has the ba- uh, who who's the better Finals MVP, uh, Tony Parker or Chauncey Billups? Tony. Tony was Chauncey. Great. Chauncey beat the better team. Oh my god! Remember who Tony Parker got the Finals MVP against? It was I give it to Chauncey. It was that Cavs team. Like I give it to Chauncey. <laughs> like those Pistons Finals were fun to watch. Actually, Pistons Pistons L A. Those were fun to watch. You just you were just happy to see Kobe lose. No, bro, those were good <laughs> games. Like y'all make me sick. <laughs> it, it was it was a very surprising finals. Uh, Man, I, you refill Jackson's book. It won't that surprising. <laughs> looking back on it now, especially seeing the situation, we definitely like okay, it makes sense why it went the way it went. Right. In the moment, me watching, I was like, aside from all the turmoil, I just couldn't visualize Kobe and Shaq losing. Like in 04, still, I was like, at the end of the day, it's the finals. They're going to turn it on. You think great players make that switch. So right. You, you, like, you know what's funny about that whole thing? Like I said, talking about Phil Jackson's book. So Phil Jackson's book on that season when they got Carmelo and Gary Payton, all them, uh, I think it's called Last Season. Um, he, like I said, he pretty much details the whole season. He writes throughout the whole season. He just talks about everything that's going on. He talks about the Kobe rape case. He talks about um, things that are going on in the locker room between Shaq and Malone. And then he talks about the playoffs and how they turned it on how they beat Minnesota, and then he's like, oh, well, now I got to worry about this team with Ben and Rasheed Wallace. And he kind of gives them, like, this little blurb at the end of that chapter where he's like, it makes you feel like he's overlooking them, but he, like, recognizes what they are, but he doesn't think they can really beat them. And then the next chapter starts off, he's like, we lost. <laughs> like, it's just, it, like, it hits him like a ton of bricks. Like, yo, it, he should have known what he was getting into, mm. but for some reason, you just can't fathom this possibility of, Kobe, Shaq, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone getting beat by a team essentially at the time, no Hall of Famers. Like, it almost didn't make sense. But then he talks about it at the end of the book. He's like, we should have lost. Like, that team was just so much better than us in every way. They were a better team. They got along better. Their defense was ferocious. Like, they were just better than us. They, but nobody thought that. <laughs> nobody did at the time. And I just think after they got that chip, they went back to the finals, and then they had, like, a streak of, like, losing in the conference finals to different teams. I think after those first two years, it just really, I think, hurt them. Chauncey was a great player, but it really hurt them that they didn't have, like, that elite oh, yeah, yes. score late right. in the game. Like, Chauncey isn't even that. And so they're all great two options. You know, who has, together. You know who has a totally different career with one draft decision? Carmelo Anthony. Right. Wow. Wow. Right. Detroit didn't take Darko Milicic. Wow. They took Carmelo Anthony. They run off a few more. With him, Chauncey, Rip, Ben, Rasheed. They put Tayshaun on the bench. Tayshaun's just six. He has a ring. Carmelo has a ring if he goes there. He has multiple. They get two, at least, I think. They could sneak two. They could sneak two. That's the only thing they were missing. It was like a go-to score. And then we're living in a world... Where it's present day 2019, and we're thinking Melo is better than Bron, maybe. <laughs> In a, facts. S- scary. It's facts. The re- hold up. The whole reason you think Kobe's better than LeBron is because he was a scorer. He was the guy who always hit the shot in the moment. I've always contended. I don't think Melo was you know ever what? a guy. If Melo played every year like it was 09. Then yeah. But that's my point. If you put him with Ben Rashid, yeah, Chauncey, some, and Rip, some veterans from, that Especially be like, from the beginning, too. Exactly. So he picks up that culture. Like, that Detroit culture was something like grit, grimy, hard work. Like, like I've always said, Melo's a guy who isn't going to carry a team to a finals. But if he gets to the finals, he's lighting it up. And he would have moments in those finals. He would have 30, 40, 50-plus games in those finals. Facts. 
and he would go off, and we would all remember those moments. He would never carry a team like LeBron, but in those moments, he ain't having no Dallas. He throwing them up. He getting buckets. So, yeah, we'd be looking at right now, is Melo better than LeBron? It, it would be a totally alternate history. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Tony Parker's overrated. Yo. Man, no, we're not going to do Parker's this. He's not overrated. He had one this, season yo. he averaged over 20. He's not overrated. Never averaged more than seven assists. Like, Here's the thought. Are you mad about this, the system he played in? I'm not like, mad. how can you fault him for being so my point is this. the optimal guy for a system like Greg Popovich? So my point is this. Tony Parker was great in the Spurs system. Would he have been great anywhere else? This is what, and I'm glad this year went the way it went because I think it kills the system, like, slur against players. Because, yes, Tony only averaged probably between 19, 20, 17, his probably whole career. But he, 19, 20? How much did he average? You could look it up. 18. It wasn't nothing sexy. I'm by no stretch. Like career, he averaged 15. Like I said, during yeah. those prime years, he was hovered around 18. Yeah. Yeah. 18, yeah. So, but the thing is, he's done what a lot of point guards can't do today, and he accepted for us to win. I might only need to average. He didn't have a choice. Exactly. But <laughs> there, there's other guys, for example, like Kyrie this year. I love him. He, for Boston to have won, he probably should have averaged 20 flat. So everybody else can get theirs. He gets the ball out of his hands more so they can win. I think when you look at what Tony did, he had battles with Chris Paul. He had battles with Steve Nash. He has the finals MVP. Like, he, when you watch him play, and like I said, everybody says Spurs system, system, system. People call Kawhi Leonard a system player. Kevin Durant called him a system player. And it wasn't until about 2017 I watched him and I was like, you look at his game, pop at a certain time, let him go. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You had to. Yeah. 2016 playoffs, he was just looking real. He was getting busy. Oh, he was That busy. KD Warriors mob, who knows? Because they would have won, won game one. They would have won game one. They would have lost. Golden State would have won in six. They would have won game one. They would have pushed them. I don't know if they would have won game one still. Dude, about how much Man, you before know how, he got Zaza? Bro, you know how often they got back off those third quarters, like being down 20 They were already stuff. coming back. Kawhi was keeping them keeping their heads above water. Oh, pause. You said heads above water. They were up 23 that game. Okay, so here's my point. This is what this is what people forget we're about. We're talking about pause. This is what people forget about this. This is what people forget about this that series. Golden State had like a week or a two week layoff before they played that game. San, San Antonio was coming off that seven game series with Houston, so they were still warm. They were still in rhythm. Golden State was completely out of rhythm in that first half. I think they only hit like one three in the first half. The second half, Golden State came out and they weren't missing. Kawhi wasn't missing either. He was keeping their heads above water, which is why as soon as Kawhi went out the game, Golden State just ran it off. They just kept playing the same I way. I mean, Golden State do, did what they always did. Exactly. They banked on their third quarter. Like Ka- Kawhi, if, now once again, if Kawhi stays in the game and he stays hot, yeah, San Antonio probably wins the game. Man, I but I think Golden the, State the lead right would have strength and would have got real close at the end. They probably don't blow him out, but like I said, that's when Kawhi Leonard that year, he was top three in MVP voting. That game, I remember watching it specifically. It was great. What the Spurs was doing was the formula that and the teams did not try enough was have a big that can punish them for playing small ball. That game, LaMarcus was doing his thing. And they were clicking. And they were going to win that game for sure. And one thing I know about Pop, he wouldn't have lost every single home game in San Antonio. 
That, mean, that means they get two, and now six. we're at least talking six. six. I, yeah, I, I'm, six. Not, I'm not opposed to them going six. I, six that's six. not the thing yeah. at all. I think what people, I, everybody looks at that game and said, oh, my God, it was a foregone conclusion they was going to win that game. I'm not sure. I've seen so many times where Golden State just wakes up in the third quarter, and next thing you know, Clay has 30. And we're like, oh, snap, it's a two-point game again. And they, they've done that too many times. And granted, maybe not against a pop team where the coach could just say, all right, timeout at when it's 15 and say, hey, write this shit now. But, hey, we – I don't know. Too often, you just can't stop the flood that is Steph and Clay. The, the foreshadowing that Oracle Arena, the Golden State Warriors, cannot do anything to Kawhi Leonard. I mean, KD and Clay were hurt, so. But see, I think so. You don't respect Kawhi. Still I, I respect after, Kawhi. I respect, amazing, where do you but think he stands in the league? He's top he's three player. Number, he's I say he's number he's two. Best player. Number two. Three. He says Depending. top three. I, I like I said, it. He said number two. We both had the same three. Yeah, it fluctuated. Healthy Kevin Durant. But this is without Kevin Durant. He's. I said Kevin Durant's healthy. Number one. No. Now that we understand Kevin Durant is not healthy, you guys think Kawhi Leonard is not the best player in the league? I think it fluctuates in all honesty. After I, what he just did, I voted him my uh, my number one, and then I think I went what Kawhi, Steph, Giannis, Kawhi, Giannis, you Steph. You said Kawhi, Steph, Steph, Giannis. Yeah, those yeah. are my top three, but Kawhi's number one. And I think it should be that way I mean, because fluctuates. The only the only player that you can really say. Could challenge him, I feel like, in that argument is Giannis. He beat him head to head. He had a better team. I mean, he did. Are we talking about better teams? But look at his numbers. You want to talk about just producing, oh, and, he, and you want to talk about efficient. Like, I'm he, not saying he didn't come through. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. He's a superstar. He played like a superstar. So why can we not give him that credit? When we I'm giving him oh, his he, credit. He, he, he definitely should be the best player in the league, I feel like, in my eyes. What, like. just unanimous, everybody close yeah. your eyes? That's the guy we named. Like, like, I agree with the GM. The GM, <laughs> he had like twice as many votes as second place, I feel like. He did. Yeah. It's 12-6-2. 12-6-2. It should be like that. Uh, it shouldn't have, those two shouldn't have went to James. I don't no. care. James shouldn't have got them votes. That shouldn't <laughs> have been James shouldn't have been in that conversation. I'm sorry. That. Maybe you take away a vote from Giannis or whatever and give it to LeBron. But I feel like, and I tell Tamon this all the time, when I went to sleep that night and woke up and heard Kawhi Leonard had teamed up with Paul George, I've been afraid for the sake of the NBA, and I feel like not enough people out here understand, like, the two guys that just teamed up. For reasons like that, people still thinking Kawhi Leonard is a system player, thinking he just did what he had to do. No, he dominated this playoff run. And what he showed was he did the load management thing because he understood, like, I'm going to get paid the money I want, and I'm going to win, and he felt in his heart he was. So he didn't care about playing 60 games because we're going to get a – three seed bare minimum, and I'm going to do what it is I have to. I'm going to be the best player on the floor. And he was every single game. So with all that being said, does he beat Golden State if KD and Clay play? Honestly, that's why we're saying if Kevin Durant is like healthy, he's the best player in the league. KD plays, no, Golden State wins that. But for the fact that this year, because Kevin Durant is out, my personal favorite to win the finals is the Clippers because mm-hmm. of Kawhi Leonard. And you put him with a top three MVP candidate from the year prior. I... Fair, I and my guy, my team would be the Clips as well to win. Um, I think it fluctuates because the NBA right now is this ebbs and flow type thing, and so we just named. I mean, LeBron James, who didn't get a vote at all, we just said, oh, he's gonna come back with a vengeance in the regular season. If he looks like, shoot, I can't even pick a, a time 
where I guess when Pete LeBron was what twenty thirteen? Yeah, probably. It's all pretty consistent. All those years are pretty consistent. We could sit here. And we could, next thing you know, we're gonna be saying what in February LeBron's best player in the world again. Like I mean, it's it's really that easy to to flip flop. So I mean, that's why I say it's really they're playing like musical chairs with that one seat. Like if Kevin Durant's healthy, we all say he's he's number one. So my only so, like my only thing with like not crowning Giannis is like this. You he's mean Kawhi? Automatic? Huh? You mean Kawhi? Kawhi, my fault. Yeah. My whole thing with not like crowning Kawhi like the unanimous best player in the NBA. I feel like as much as people like make a joke out of Toronto, Toronto's a really good team. For sure. For sure. I think the Clippers might not be while they might be more talented. I don't think the pieces fit as well as Toronto. What makes you say that? Because all of Toronto's pieces fit. Kyle Lowry Point guard, granted, some of us think he definitely is overrated. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Tony, Tony Parker is overrated, but Kyle Lowry is, you know, some of us think he's overrated. Well, you call Tony Parker overrated with your chest, dog. With a finals MVP. With a finals. Okay, is Tony Parker better than yeah, Kyle Lowry? On, Tony Parker is easily better than Kyle Lowry. That but he's overrated. I think for where we place him in NBA history, and I think he's overrated. Some of us think Kyle Lowry Nobody puts I just want you to say that with your The chest. reason Kyle Lowry's not overrated is because we all think he's trash. <laughs> <laughs> he can't be overrated if everybody thinks he's trash. That's my point. Anyway, moving on. But, yeah, Kyle Lowry, who's, in my opinion, a decent NBA point guard, has been an all-star time. In my opinion, he's solid. He's just not the guy you want leading your team. For Danny Green. Shout out Danny him. Green, one of the clutchest three-point shooters in NBA history, 3 and D wing, solid veteran. Yeah, Pascal Siakam was on the come up, becoming one of the best young players in the NBA. Marcus Gasol, quite kept one of the best additions in the NBA last year. Former defensive player of the year, a guy you can run your offense through, learn how to shoot three. Yep. And then you got Fred VanVleet coming off the bench, Norman Powell coming off the bench. That was a really good team. The pieces made sense. And they were together. And they were together for a really long time, other than the few additions you made. The Clippers, while I do think they might have a higher ceiling and they're more talented, Paul George and Kawhi essentially do the same thing. They do them to varying levels of degree, but they do the same thing. Who's your point guard? Patrick Beverly. Can't really create his own shot. Can't really set up anybody else. Who's your big? Is it Zubac? Okay, dude. Zubac. Zubac. They, they signed him. They actually see promise in him. They gave him a nice, I want to say. And I like Zubac. I think Zubac yeah. is a solid young yeah, guy. I think the Lakers should have never traded him. Absolutely. I think he's a solid young guy, but is he – a guy you trust in the playoffs is Montrez Harrell a guy you trust in the playoffs? Trez will finish those games. He's six eight. Draymond is six seven. He ain't Draymond. I think we over. I think Draymond is the most over. Here we go again. Hey, 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 hey. I was about my oh, dolo last week. No. I was I'm so done. dolo last week. Monty Hoops, you can find me at Only One Beachum on Twitter. You can find me at Only One Beachum on Instagram. It sounded like I was I'm crazy. Done. This was becoming the Draymond Green fan club last week. And everybody was just slandering me I'm saying done. this and that. No. This and that. I'm done. So I had to get somebody to back me up because Draymond is the most overrated player in like the last five to ten oh, years. God no, God no! Right, Shout out Lamar Odom. This. Shout out Pascal let's, Siakam. Let's stick on Shout our out point. everybody else let's who's better than Draymond. Where, where we, anyway, where my point was: Montrez Harold, six eight, undersized, big. Once again, don't really know how he fits in play. He's a rim runner. He's not a great rim protector. He's not. No, he plays with a lot of energy. Don't confuse rim protection with energy. He plays hard, and he's in, like I said, he makes some plays because he's athletic, but he's not a great pick-and-roll defender. He's not a great rim protector. He's he's an energy guy. That's what he I is. I feel like he's 
growing into his role. He's I hope so. Young. He's going to, I feel like, bare minimum contribute in the same manner. Like I said, we call Draymond Green an all-star. Respect Montrez for being, being a top three and six-man voting this year. Like, he's great for I mean, the Clippers role. had the best bench in the league this year because their starters couldn't score. Like, And you want to <laughs> – so you're, you're discrediting the Clippers for – Trading away at the time their best player, who was Tobias Harris. They were going all okay. in for Kawhi at that point. Tobias Harris is overrated as well. Very much. Every, pl- every time he's been traded, his team has gotten better. Very, That's not a good look. Very much. I don't think the Sixers were better off keeping him between him and Jimmy. That's another story. But as far as giving credit to the Clippers for taking Golden State with a KD healthy, not nothing hurting in his body. And Golden State asleep at the wheel. Why? They were. I feel like you have to. So what about when they were down 31 and came back? That's typical Golden State falling asleep at the wheel. They I've give up leads Golden like that State all the time. Thirty one leads in the playoffs. Sure. So you're that's just straight. If, if you're on the Clippers, and I feel like if somebody told that to you on the street, you coming back down from thirty one in the playoff game. They got two wins in Oracle. I, mean, I give them credit so, for it. Like you did what you like. They played hard. That's who they were. They played extremely watch, hard. If you watch that series, yes, you see a lot of guys that are third, fourth role player option type guys. Lose scoring out of his mind, being the sixth man that he is. But you realize late in those games, they, of course, did not have somebody to finish. Right. They added two of those guys. And the thing is, this isn't something where the Clippers had maybe Paul George already and they forced and got Kawhi. No. These are two guys that both respect each other. They're from the L.A. area. Right. They're both mid-major guys, weren't McDonald's All-Americans, didn't have the hype. San Diego State, Fresno State. They both went through Indiana. Kawhi says in interviews he was part of that trade. They were getting ready that year to play, even though it happened real quick with the trade. They were like, man, we wish we could have got it. Kawhi admits, I was trying at some point in time to get Paul to San Antonio if possible, but it just wasn't working. Mm. When Paul was talking about, I'm probably not going to stay in Indiana, he put in their ear, it wouldn't happen. So in my mind, I love both of their games because I study their games a lot. I think as far as NBA, this is the closest thing we've seen to Scotty and Mike. I agree Kawhi with that. and Paul. I can agree with and that. And the last time we had that. But they ain't Scotty and Mike. They're not. But it's the closest thing we've seen. And they're they not going to get six rings. But it, with their health and their age right now, they can definitely get a couple, I feel like. I, I, I agree. Like they're, they're my number one team in terms of winning it all. Um, I, I think I would pick. I, I got Clippers one. I'll go. Because I think they'll play with Mark. I put Milwaukee too. I go LA three, Lakers three. I can dig it. Um, just off that, uh, I think if Philly really, you're think calling the Clippers weak. If Philly mm-hmm. is, you Philly. said they were weak. I said they're weird. Oh, they're weird. Very, very weird. Like, put together. Like this team. Like I'm looking. I'm looking at the roster right now, and I'm just like, they have a lot of players who are just so similar. And I guess in this NBA where it's like very we're all about versatile. Guys are doing a lot of the same okay. things. That's fair, but here's my and here's it's my al- issue. It's a thing where you think they're gonna step on each other's toes. That and I don't. Who's the playmaker here? You don't. Um, Kawhi's not a playmaker. He's not. But Paul George isn't a playmaker. Pat either. Beverly is not a playmaker. He's a three and D. But for the way I feel like the way they play, they have Doc Rivers, who's a great coach. And for once, he doesn't have a point guard that's gonna run something else when he tells him to run this. Pat Beverly's going to play his role, and he's going to get it to them. Kawhi and Paul. Rajon Rondo, for everything that he is. He that's Paul for everything that he is. Do, neither of them listen to him. Neither of them listen to him. Even if that's the case. 
he listened to a point where until he they realized. Got a, Rondo got a ring. They were talented teams. I feel like there's a lot of coaches that would have won in those situations. So is that first, not that good of a coach? No, he's a great coach. That's why I'm saying this will work. Pat, you were talking about playmakers. His, his mo- I'm saying his Pat most, is going to play his most his successful role. moment. He had a point guard. He never who, had two. He never had two who, dynamic scores like these. Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, dynamic score like Ray Allen at that point in time. Very going to catch and shoot. He was a sharp, sharp no, shooter. He sharp. became that in Boston. Well, the he year came before, for the ratchet. He, right. came he was for the ratchet. that dude. Yeah, right. So in Boston, he, he was a sharp. He was still. He was still right. not. He, he, was a sharp. At, he was not a Kawhi Leonard. Not in not the year. Not Paul Pierce was never a Kawhi Leonard. Paul Pierce was never best player in the league. Whoa, okay. Yeah, now we're talking about something. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not comparable at all. I was listening, and I was just like, huh, huh, huh. And then I realized, as what are we score? talking about here? Score? Paul Pierce, Kawhi Leonard, yeah. same breath. As a score. Like, pa- pure score. Like, game. Kawhi has a better game. Like, pa- Kawhi has, has a better two-way game, no doubt about it. But as a pure score, Kawhi's Paul Pierce play. or Kawhi. So, if Kawhi gets another ring this year and another Finals MVP, what are we gonna say now? Because I'm putting him. He's top. He's top ten. Okay then. I don't. I, I don't have a problem with him. Pure score, like I don't have a problem with putting Kawhi in the conversation. I, it's not. That's he, a scary team. I'm not, not saying he doesn't belong come. in the conversation of what if they were to come out with another ring, he'll be what top ten. Top ten. He's top. coming for Bron. Um, if he hasn't passed him. Everybody comes. What is <laughs> If you give him three finals MVPs, three finals MVPs, at but so young, but there's so much. There's so, and he's not that. He's young. not that young. He's, he's 27, 28. 28. That's still young. He young. hasn't even touched his prime. But he, I think he's in his prime. He's, he's like this. Kawhi, is, Kawhi is, is in his prime. He's already breaking down. Guys, and that, yeah. he's doing low management. You know, low management. You doing low management at 28, 27. What are you doing at 32? Exactly. Smart. What Kawhi proved this year, we give so much props to guys like James Harden. I love what he did this past year, scoring guy like great games night after night, like 50, 60. But when it's the money's on the line, so what you're saying is he can't play 80 games and be efficient who in the playoffs. Cares if you're giving me rings, I don't care about those. Yeah, realistically, games. you could play 40 games for me every yeah. year if I get a chip. Cause that's what matters. I don't. I don't. I don't care about the regular season. I don't know how I feel about I that. I want to chip. I don't know how I feel about that. I want to chip. Cause, cause essentially, what you're saying, you're cheating the system. Then you're essentially saying, I'm not gonna you play. Won. You're cheating the system. If so the regular winning, season doesn't mean anything now. The regular season doesn't mean anything. I feel like it's been that way. I feel like, in all honesty, no, no, when has it been that it's way? Never been that way. From you the, have to show me you can do it in the regular and postseason. That, I, I mean, that's, that goes that. along with the maturity of the coach and everything else. We have players who are older than him who are also great all-NBA players. They're going to look at the situation and say, I got to make sure I compete and make sure we're ready. The GM's going to look and say, yeah, make sure you're ready. So guess what? We're sitting them out for 30 games, 40 games. That is the problem. It's a monkey-see-monkey-do. It's not that we don't agree Ain't with you in terms of Kawhi being the best at it so far. We're just saying it's going to happen because that's and, what the league your has whole done. idea of like, well, if it doesn't work one time, we'll just stop doing it. Nobody no, ever does Dar- that. Daryl Morey is still trying. Like, if it doesn't work one year, you're going to be like, oh, well, it didn't work this year because so-and-so so got hurt. Huh? Everybody's just insane? Huh? Everybody's just insane? 
I mean, so I'm not saying anybody's insane. Well, the people who do that, huh? who, when they figure out if it doesn't I'm work, they just keep knocking their head That's not insane. Because, once again, the reason you lose is always going to vary. Is it because somebody got hurt? Right. Is it because it was just a matchup? Right. Like, anything could determine whether you win or lose. It may not be may not be because of low management. It just well, may be because you know something what? happened. If this is a really popular trend and numbers do get that low and people are playing like half a season or like a little bit more. Well, shout out Trey Burke. I'll see a lot more minutes from you. That's bad. That's sad. The league, That's bad. It's sad, but the league is still, is, I feel like the league is at and an all-time high with talent. And there's shout the, out Lonzo the, Dreer. The, I'd love to see more minutes. Not even, not even guys at that. I wouldn't say guys as far as that level of player. Shout out to Alonzo Trier. He's a great player. I'm talking about the fact that everybody is great teaming word. up. Great word to use. He's, I, I love his game. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say that. Dudes in the league, you ask anybody in the league oh, on TV, great. they're all going to be like, oh, he's a great player. He's a great player. Right. People used to say, oh, Kwame Brown, he's a great player. You know what I mean by that. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as, much harder here. as far as all these teams now, it's like about 10 teams now that have duos, trios. So if they have that one-star player, everybody can't do load management, you know. But maybe if Bron wanted to take 20 games. Kawhi, I looked it up. Kawhi played 60 games this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LeBron actually, in a way, has that luxury if he wanted to play 60 because he has a guy that should be a top five player in the league this year that can carry that weight for them 20 games. And they don't – it's not like LeBron is just in the middle of the year, stop for 20 games. He can stagger the games where maybe AD is hurt. That's fine. So it, like, works. That's why Kyle Lowry did it – or, excuse me, Kawhi did it, and it worked because so – So my question is this, and just going back to what we've been talking about with Kawhi and everything. So if LeBron does low management this year, he misses 20-plus games, and then playoffs come around, he thoroughly outplays Kawhi. Thoroughly. It's Bron's lead. Again, I'm huh? sorry. But does that, under, no, no, but does that, that undervalue that, 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 Kawhi? Exactly. Does, that, does that make Kawhi look like – Because they're saying that Kawhi possibly got his ring off of the low management. Kawhi, you, Kawhi Essentially, you got your ring because you didn't carry the same weight no. we did. No. I carried my team for 80 games and the playoffs. You decided to take 20 games off. What is that? Work so smarter, when, so not we, harder. So when we even out the playing field, I was better than you. Only way you won is because you got a head start. I wouldn't call that a head start. I didn't get to the playoffs before you. Hmm? Mean, but like, if you didn't play the same amount of games, like I said, we, so we ran a race, and I, just, and I had to run six miles, and you only had to run three. Who it's won? Not, no, 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 no. You're we are running. We are You're supposed running. to win. Our seasons are the same length. We are, not, we are running the same six miles. But you races. didn't run the same amount. I paced myself. We were going to – the we finals didn't, were going to be at the same point in time. If you only played 60 games and I played 82, we didn't run the same amount. Your team – I mean, it's still a game at the end of the day. It's a game. You get on that floor, we don't really care about the complaints. We don't care about how many games you played or whatever it is. Truth, that's no, you go fair. out there and you win no, a series. I'm, we ro- I'm rocking with that. That's not, the, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is we've looked at the Kawhi situation and we've said, okay, he's been elite. Because he's he's also made strides in doing things that no one else has done. So when you take into account that there's players out here who actually care about the regular season, and you just said you don't care about the regular season, if you get a chip, yes, that's, that's the big asterisk on. So therefore, teams are going to say, I don't need to play the regular season because I care more about getting a chip in the playoffs. So if that's the case, this whole thing about Brian in the race, yes, there's a head start there. There is a lack of energy that hasn't been used or a guy's actually worn down because I've actually fought for my team to get in. I'm trying to figure out. I'm kind of curious. Y'all love Kobe so much, man. And this man was carrying crap teams for 82 Kobe games. Would never but was, he would never do low match. But in the oh, same okay, breath, he can sit great. here and say Kawhi. 
And like, like you're praising them for it. Like I don't like, get it. I'm confused. Oh, I, yeah, I like it. strawberries. I like bananas. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like on the real, like, yeah, what Kobe, when you do carry a mob like that for a long time, yeah, it's respectable. I love you, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, at the end of the season, what do we want? Chips. When do we want them now? Oh. It doesn't matter. Look, the thing is, okay, if you don't have that luxury of whatever, like you can't sit out as many games as me, that is not my problem. I'm in a good situation. Free agency, your contract going to come up. Pick a team where you could do it if you'd like. I came to this situation. I was so good that an NBA team, the Raptors was not going to tell him, no, nah, you better play tonight. Because they trusted in their heart. They made this trade because they're like, we may have him for one year, but we think this one year can get us a ring, and it did. So if other guys want to do it, you know, okay, he busts his behind and plays 70, 80 games for us to give him the vouch. He goes out like Russ, and people like Colin Coward are saying he can't make shots in May because he's killing himself playing 80. He looks like one of them. I'd rather him do that. I'd rather other players do that. The league is changing as far as, for one, guys dogging it out for 10 years with a team, and also guys trying to be super-duper killing themselves in the regular season because Dame had a hell of a year a couple years ago in Portland, and we make fun of him because he got swept. So we are running. We are all running the same race. Everybody in the room knows we're playing 82 games. Playoffs are in April. Not playing 82 games. Two games is on a schedule. We're all playing in April. Fun. How you ever you decide to approach that 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 April is up to you. Whether you play zero games or whether you play all eighty two, well, you're I, approaching the same I, April I'm that not, I'm, I'm not, approaching. I'm not gonna argue that it's not smart. I'm not gonna argue. And that we that have that the same sense. test tomorrow in math, and 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 we both know that. And I take eight hours to study, and you just like, oh, I'm taking two. Like I can't. You can't be mad because I took eight hours because I got extra prepared. Are you really going to come in there and you're going to have your little 73 on your test and you're going to get mad at my 98? And you're going to be same. like, because you study for eight hours? You got the same amount of time in the that's day as the I same. do. The same amount of time in the season the as same. I do. That's, that's get a team to let you do that. the same thing. That's it's not, the same thing. It's it's not, not, they have the same thing. It's not a good comparison at all. It's not a you good can't comparison. get mad and just be like, if you want to do it too, do comparison. it too. It might not work for you. It's not a good comparison. And it's not going to look good when you don't get a chip. It looked real sexy with Kawhi like, because he I got with Trip. I can't as an athlete. I can't imagine doing that. Like you don't. I feel like the weird. It just doesn't make sense to me. I'm sorry. As an athlete, it just doesn't make sense. We are saying that with the sense of for one, we did all grow up. You know, of course, play hard. Coach is telling you play through injury. Da 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 da. But when you gotta think about them in their situation with so much money on the line, if Kawhi, nobody wants him to go out like Isaiah Thomas now in the league. Nobody does because he missed out on a lot of bread. Totally exaggerated. Like now, it's a now here, example. here's a. If it's an injury, yes, sit down. Like we, I'm not sitting. I'm not. I'm like. So not even to preserve your body for injury, because like, mind you, like, Kawhi was in a contract year too. I have no problem. I have no problem with a guy sitting down because he's hurt. I have you, no. You guy have a problem with them sitting down for a competitive advantage. Yes. So you guys are because mind you. It's on the schedule. It's like, no, you got to play as many games as I do, so your ring is more fair. Okay. What the fuck? So, it's not, it's so not talking about. It's not about anything being more fair. But then what it's is, about what the, is the ethics negativity? of the game. What is the negativity surrounding it? It's the ethics of the game. Because I can pick I'll my games that I'll I want to play? Ne- I'll tell you the negativity right now. One, the NBA, especially the NBA, when you're talking about professional sports, entertainment. 
you're expected to perform. And granted, that's not fair to a lot of guys. Like I said, they're human beings at the end of the day. You're not a robot. So if you're hurt, I completely understand. Exactly. Have a seat. Don't play. Preserve your body. Exactly. But if you're not really hurt, you're t- if you're tired, if that's your reason you're tired, I'm tired. I get up and go to UPS every day at 3 o'clock in the morning and lift heavy boxes. If you're tired, you're supposed to do your job. Play and play to the best of your ability until you can't do it no more. That's your job. People pay tickets. People pay for NBA pass. We want to see you play and do your job to the best of your ability. Now, hurt, different discussion. Sit down. Don't risk your body. But tired is not an excuse. Yeah, NBA players just can't take vacation days at all. Huh? Your vacation no is benefit. right now. It's summertime. This is your vacation. <laughs> you cannot. There. First off, they have that luxury because they have that skill at that high of a level. But the thing is, you talk about your job. I'm, I'm sure you work and you bust your behind for your check like everybody I feel does in this room, right? So, if for some reason your boss was told you, hey, you're the man at your job, one of the top people there, and they were allowed you, if you can keep your production at the same by the end of the year and our company is still benefited by your presence and you get to take a couple more days off, if y'all have that agreement, I bet you'll take some days off. I bet you'll take a – they're like, you don't have to show up every Friday of this year. Depends. As long as you produce the same, I bet Depends. you'll take every Friday off. Depends. Who's carrying my load? And so just put in case, UPS. So if I step off the box line and I'm not doing my job, I'm not working, somebody still has to lift that stuff. But the thing is, with Kawhi and the Raptors, they were. It wasn't like the wind slowed oh. down. Okay. He That's took fair. games off, what? and they were still winning. That's fair. But here's the thing. This goes back to the monkey see, monkey do thing. If every team tries to do that, there are people on other mobs but if every that don't have to... somebody to carry that box. Well, they can suffer. Sorry. I'm sorry, Phoenix, that your front okay. office isn't good. Like, what I'm supposed to say? But Like, what am I, little, like realistically, what am I supposed to say? That a team is going to be worse than the other? It's going to happen. That's participation trophy talk. What, right. really? That type of statement. We're talking about somebody sitting out 20 games. We're talking about participation trophies. That's what it is. That's what it is. No, you have to play all the games because we are not good <laughs> enough that we can sit down. Like, no. That, no. And mind you, if every team, let's say hypothetically every team does do it, you know what just didn't happen? A competitive advantage. There is no competitive advantage if every team does that. And in my eyes, there's no real competitive advantage the way I'm at here, all. we should just get rid of the season, have the playoffs start automatically, all 32 teams, seven-game series all the way around, or do double elimination. I don't care how you do it. But at this point, the regular season just doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter. This is what would bring the regular season back. It'll never happen. I tell Taman this all the time. First off, I say, uh, am, am, I, am I, if I'm president for a day, please – Please don't say you'll drop the games down because no. it's not going to change anything. No. no. I want 82 games. Okay. I'd rather right. see Kawhi. Because, I mean, you even if you dropped 82 down, guys no. are just going to play 40. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd, I'd rather see Kawhi play 60 of 82 than 35 of 58. You know what I mean? Okay. So, All no, right. that's All nasty. Right. But I would remove the conferences, stretch out the regular season because travel would be longer. All right. Play it over a longer span. Still get 82 games. Play it over longer weeks. But then I feel like when it comes to the playoffs, make it one through sixteen, and let the playoffs go till the end of June for so travel sake. Now you're really taking away players' vacation. That means you aren't getting off time. You're talking about stretching out the regular season and making the playoffs longer. That means you're never ra- resting. In that case, maybe drop it by, or maybe make make it seventy some odd games. Take away ten. That wouldn't change the league that much. I, 
But I, w- I would like to see, of course, guys go hard 82. But I'm not saying – I'm. don't get me wrong. Don't get us wrong when we say, like, wouldn't, we do not want guys going out there killing themselves over 82 games. That, yeah. is, that is not the conversation. The conversation is when you when you look at an elite player and you look at him being elite, there are elements to every elite player taking that step in the regular season as well. Like, they've shown it at every level. They've shown that they can win the MVP in the regular season. They've shown that they can carry a team. They've shown they can win, go, go deep in the finals. They've shown they can be in the uh, finals MVP and they could show up in the NBA finals. That That is what makes an elite player. Soon as you remove one of those elements, you say, "Okay, why does this matter in terms of all these other greats?" And then that also diminishes their legacy at the same time. See what I'm saying? Right. So, like, you look at Jordan doing what he's done, going six, going what, five, MV, five uh, uh, regular season MVP. Yeah, five. Yeah. Um, what? Six, six for six in the finals. Um, number of scoring titles. What? Like six seven. Exactly. Like. That adds to his legacy. Like, and to be told, I think that's what's going to end up hurting Kawhi's legacy, in all honesty. Because if he, like, now if he wins four or five rings, like, you can't deny that. Yeah, exactly. But if he, let's say he doesn't win one in L.A. For sure. He gets the same treatment I was just saying about Brian not bringing a ring to L.A. Like, like he, like, but my thing is this. LeBron, even at the end of the day, if he doesn't win a ring in L.A., he's going to end up top two, three in scoring, mm-hmm. top in assists, top mm-hmm. in re- Kawhi's not going to sniff any of those. No, no, no. He has so it's, this, this is gonna be his whole legacy. legacy is all playoff driven. But here's the thing about it: his legacy is gonna be this. If he doesn't win in LA, it's gonna be he won in San Antonio with Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili before he was really a superstar. And then he, he, he beat did get MVP. Huh? He won Finals MVP, but he still wasn't really a superstar. That was before he emerged. And next year is when everybody kind of accepted mm-hmm. him as a superstar. And then he won in Toronto as a one year blurt when KD Clay got hurt. That's gonna be his legacy if yeah. he doesn't win. If he doesn't win one, yeah. But I that's think risky, bro. That's it real risky. Ball. It's just play ball. You can solve all of this. Hey, just get on the but court, uh, but initially, what did I say? I said all of that sitting down stuff is cool if you win the chip. You're talking about right now. It's though? so risky when all you got to do is just step one, on the court, bro. It worked one time. Yeah, but you're you're never you're never right until you're uh, right, right? I guess. So if it he, worked one time. If he does it, and what's the saying, Tamar? Hey, look, hey, hey, sometimes you roll the dice. Sometimes the dice roll you. Hey, you heard it here first. Sometimes you roll the dice and sometimes the dice rolls you. And right now, Kawhi been rolling the dice and it's working.